posting is a very big topic because hot topic right now, especially on social media of, uh, you know, it's a zero money down play to get into the Airbnb business and start driving a, a side income stream. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. What's going on, STR Nation? Mike Shogren here with another episode of the Short-Term Mental Secrets Podcast. And today, we are changing it up. So instead of doing our regularly scheduled interviews, I wanted to share a video that was part of our exclusive content in the free Facebook group from a couple of weeks ago. One of the most common questions that we get asked is, where do you find co-host deals? Okay, where do you find these different opportunities and where do you find these deals? And we covered that in this exclusive interview. Uh, or in this exclusive content that myself and Mike Riley, who's one of my top mastermind students, put together. Mike is an amazing guy. He's been with me a little over, or just under two years now, but he went from zero to 20K a month in less than a year and a half, and he's just been crushing it. And so now in the free Facebook group, uh, every single Tuesday, we go live. We call it Tuesdays with Mike and Mike, and we also have Mindset Monday in there. Um, and so you guys should definitely check it out. So make sure that you join the free Facebook group. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube as well. We're putting out a ton of content on YouTube. Really want to push that channel and give you guys as much free value on there as possible. I love the podcast because it's nice and easy to listen to. I'm a big podcast guy, but sometimes it's nice to be able to get the visuals and we can go a lot deeper on YouTube than we can with a traditional podcast. So head over to YouTube, search short-term rental secrets, subscribe, and uh, we're posting in there at least two times a week with fresh content for you guys. So uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, join the free Facebook group. And one last thing that I'm super excited about for you guys is for all of you loyal listeners, we are working on putting together a free program for you guys. I haven't thought of a cool name for it yet. So if you've got some ideas, feel free to send it over to support at strsecrets.com. Um, but basically, we're going to have a free program that will talk about the three different models on how to get started with short-term rentals, how to analyze markets, how to analyze deals, uh, how to furnish properties, different technology that you need to put in there. And we'll be constantly refreshing that and it's going to be completely free. So if you want to get put on the wait list for that, it'll be about three weeks-ish or so before we have that up and running. We're actively building it right now. Um, just text resources, text the word resources to 978-242-0001. Again, that's text resources to 978-242-0001. And as soon as that is released, we'll shoot you over the link. It'll be totally free. And i um, really excited for this for you guys because I know that we get a bunch of DMs and different uh, messages and we're putting together this free program just for you loyal listeners. So really excited to share that with you. And one last thing, if you're enjoying the podcast, please like and subscribe um, and share it with people, okay? We're putting out all this content. We wanna get the message out there to help as many hosts as possible. Um, so if you can subscribe, uh, leave us a review and share it with anybody that's in this industry or looking to get in this industry, we'd greatly appreciate it. So with that being said, 
Thank you again, as always. We crossed the 50,000 download mark, which is amazing. And we couldn't do it without you guys. So, so grateful for all you amazing loyal listeners. Um, and that's it, guys. So enjoy this week's episode on where to find co-host deals. Co-hosting is a very big topic because hot topic right now, especially on social media of, uh, you know, it's a zero money down play to get into the Airbnb business and start driving a, a side income stream. And now when you're starting the business, all right, where do, where do we focus on finding these types of leads? Like we've got our business structure set up. Uh, we're ready to take on new leads. Now, how do we find them? Um, yeah. Talk about and I do want to preface it because I think um, Heather put a comment on last week. Heather is also another BA, total badass in the space. She does a lot of luxury properties and I always butcher it, but I think it's somewhere in like Park City maybe or somewhere like that, like a really cool vacation spot. She does a lot of high-end co-hosting and she brought up a good point that we didn't talk about last week is make sure you do your homework too because each some states and some jurisdictions define property management differently. And so if it require if that falls under property management, then some states require you or some counties require you to have a real estate license. So do a little homework on that. Figure out, you know, if if you're uh, signing leases, then that makes you a property manager. Well, okay, then we're not signing leases, so we're good. But if it's if you're accepting money on behalf of somebody that equates to a property manager, okay, then maybe you need a license or you just work on Airbnb and the payouts go directly to the owner and you send them a bill at the end of the month, right? So do a little homework on that. I don't want you guys getting any legal trouble or anything like that, but there's where there's a will, there's a way. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. So just make sure that you're, you're doing your due diligence, doing your homework, making sure you're good with any local or state regulations around this stuff. Yeah. Don't let that fear stop you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So getting back to the topic at hand, I think there's there's really three different buckets or three different ways to generate leads for a co-hosting business, right? So I think the first one, and this is in no particular order, I'm just rattling these off, okay? So the first one is your network, getting referrals, and we'll dive deep on that in a second. The second is doing cold outreach, and we'll talk about that. And then the third one is, um, building your brand and building like a website that is a lead generator for you, right? So creating your brand, getting on social media, creating a website, giving away free um, property analyses or whatever to attract leads, having a blog, doing stuff like that, podcasting, local events, whatever it is. Okay. And I've, I've used all three personally. So let me break those down one at a time. So I will say the lowest hanging fruit the, fat, the, the lowest hanging fruit is to work your network first, okay? Start with your immediate network, family, friends, loved ones, people in your circle that already know, like, and trust you, okay? They already know, like, and trust you, and that's 90% of the battle initially is, can you prove your credibility to somebody? So if you start with your local network, again, it could be your parents, it could be family members, it could be friends, it could be friends of friends, as long as it's in your local network and just telling people, hey, this is what I do. If they're involved in real estate or they're looking to get involved in, in rental properties, show them this opportunity and you can make it totally turnkey for them. You'll help them design the property. You'll handle creating the listings, all the guest communication, coordinating cleanings, coordinating any maintenance so that all they have to do is at the end of the month, they get a check or they get a deposit right into their bank account 
and it's totally turnkey for them. And you can walk through all the other benefits of working with you, which we've talked about on the podcast and on some of these other episodes. Now, if you don't have anybody in your inner circle, one, I'm going to challenge you to think a little bit more on that because you probably do, whether you realize it or not. Then it's all about how do I expand my network? Okay. So when I think about building a network that can give me leads, I want to focus on networking with people involved in the transaction space. So what I mean by that is networking with real estate agents, networking with lenders, networking with insurance brokers, networking with title companies, anybody that is involved in closing a real estate transaction, that's who I want to build a network with because they're already involved. They're already working with buyers and sellers every single day in their day-to-day business. So whether you work out some type of referral fee or just good business relationship with those people, so finding ways to add value to them and adding value to their clients, that's who I want to focus on building relationships with. Then if I take a step back from that, then I want to start thinking about if I've exhausted all of those, then I want to start thinking about how do I start networking with business owners, sales professionals, and other real estate investors, okay? The reason I start with business owners and sales professionals is because they're already making a good amount of money from their jobs or their businesses, and they tech, a lot of them don't want to deviate their focus from those activities, but they love the idea of real estate. They just don't want to learn how to do it. They don't want to deviate their focus to learn how to do it and manage it themselves. They're like, listen, man, I'm making good money doing what I'm doing. I like real estate, but I don't want to manage it. Okay. And I have plenty of clients that fall into that category. That was like my bread and butter. And then working with current real estate investors, that's another great avenue. If you go for the right types of investors. And what I mean by that is a lot of, call them the mom and pop investors, there's a lot of like DIYers out there that they'll go out, they'll buy a duplex or a three family or a single family home. They're used to managing it. They're used to fixing everything themselves. And they like that control, whether they realize it or not. Okay. And so you coming in there and offering to do it, especially at the fees that we charge, it's substantially higher than a regular rental because there's a lot more activity involved. You know, we charge 25% where a lot of typical property managers charge 10% for long-term rentals. Sometimes that's a hard sell, or it's hard to get them to invest what they need to invest into the furnishings and the updates in the property because they've been conditioned over time as a long-term buy and hold investor to fix it up to the bare bones of what you need in order to rent it out to maximize your cash flow. With short-term rentals, you need to go above and beyond that to really make the property stand out. So it's a different mindset. So if I'm targeting real estate investors now, I'm looking for people that maybe own property, but also have another business that is taking up their focus and they just want to be completely passive. And they're just like, listen, man, just go and maximize my returns, take care of my assets. I don't want to be involved. So I don't want to focus on the DIYers. I want to focus more on the higher level, like business owners that like real estate or already own real estate. So there's a big distinction there. Okay. Um, And then beyond that, I mean, you can go down a bunch of different rabbit holes, but that's what I would start with. Family and friends in your inner circle, then people involved in the real estate transaction world, agents, lenders, title companies, attorneys, brokers, like all of those that are already involved in the real estate transaction world. And then business owners, 
and salespeople and current real estate investors. So that's how I would start with those three rings to build your network. And it doesn't happen right away. Most of the time, sometimes you get lucky, you meet the right person at the right time. But if you foster those relationships and build genuine relationships and friendships with these people over time, that's going to be a continuous referral basis for you over and over and over again. Okay. The next one is doing, call it cold outreach. Okay. So you go on a site like Zillow or hot pads. I like because hot pads lets you filter by for rent by owner. So you're looking for investors that have properties that they're trying to rent out themselves, not using a property manager. And you're reaching out to them. Hey, have you ever considered running this property as a short-term rental, right? And you just want to spark some conversation. So you're doing a lot of cold outreach. This works. It takes some thick skin. I'm not going to lie. Right? I got a lot of doors slammed in my face. I got a lot of people hanging up on me on the phone. You know, I tried all different approaches. I talk a lot about that in our programs, um, different ways to go about that. But it's totally works, but it's a numbers game and you got to have some thick skin to just know. But what helped me was I was offering a super valuable service, whether they realized it or not. I was helping them maximize their returns and take way better care of their property than any tenant ever would, period. I had never had doubt in my mind about that. So when you come from it from that approach, if they're not interested, it's like, okay, cool. You don't take it personally. You don't get angry about it. You don't feel bad about it. It's just neutral. Okay, cool. On to the next one. Okay. So you can do that on Zillow, Hotpads, Craigslist, apartments.com, wherever. Okay. Just going out and looking for properties that are for rent, ideally for rent by owner, and then reaching out to those property owners. Okay. And then the third way, which again is a little bit of a longer game, is to build your brand and your presence. So one of our students in the mastermind, Tristan, he built uh, his website, his co-hosting property management website. And it took him, what, like a good six months maybe? Mm-hmm. But he was blogging on it every single week. This mm-hmm. is what he knows. Like he's a web developer. He's an SEO guy. So he understands that game. So he was like, you know what? I'm going to focus on what I know. And he built a really beautiful website that adds a lot of value to people that are interested in getting into short-term rentals. And over time, he started to generate leads from that website. People reaching out through his contact forms, all these different things. But it took a little while, right? He was posting on blogs. He was putting out fresh content on his website constantly and refreshing it and refreshing it and refreshing it. And then eventually he started to get leads. Now he's, I don't know, I think he's at like nine properties or something and it's, it's just taken off. But it took some time to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Another way to do it, which I did at the beginning was I held a local meetup. I think I called it like Airbnb Mastery or something like that a few years ago. And I would post it on meetup.com. I'd post it on bigger pockets. I'd post it on my Facebook page, wherever. And the goal was to get as many real estate investors or aspiring real estate investors in the room and let me educate them on the benefits of short-term rentals. Okay. And again, I did this for five or six months, every single month. And there were a couple months that literally not a single person showed up, zero. It was just me with a pop-up screen and a projector and all this fancy stuff. And it was just me. And was I a little embarrassed? Yeah, I was. But I was like, okay, I'll be back next month. We'll see you guys next month. Thanks for the space, right? And I just kept doing that. And I got a couple leads out of that. Like I did. Um, another way is, you know, putting content out on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. You want to start a podcast? Cool. I get tons of leads from my podcast. But again, it's a long game. I've been doing that close to a year and a half, maybe. Maybe not quite that long. Definitely well over a year. 
every single week, new content, new content, new content, new content, and then chopping it up and putting on YouTube and Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn and everywhere. Um, but it, it's playing the long game. And so those are really the three different ways. And then as you get properties, Mike, I want you to talk about this real quick. As you get properties, then you can work your teams to generate you leads like you did with your cleaners. So why don't you highlight that real quick? Because I think if you have a property or two and you have a pretty good relationship with your teams is another great way to generate leads. Yeah, for sure. So we had we had six units um, that we were managing that we owned before we started getting into co-hosting to, to scale to, our, to hit our goal of 20K a month. So um, one of the ways that we found leads was talking to our cleaners who also cleaned 40 other Airbnb properties. So we asked them like, Hey, do you guys know anyone that you're cleaning for already that maybe doesn't like managing the Airbnb side or doesn't like managing their operations or is not managing it well that we could potentially talk to and maybe help them out. Like maybe we can help them implement smart BNB or hospitable, or we can help them implement price labs or something like that and just open up a conversation. And then, you know, our cleaners got back to us and said, yeah, we actually, we have 15 uh, properties that are on Evolve. Uh, which is Evolve is one of the major uh, property management companies that are out there. Um, and Evolve is not good. They're not working for us. They don't handle our Airbnb claims very well. They don't communicate well with the guests. The check-in instructions are not very good. So um, there's different ways that you can work that, that network, like you said. Um, cleaners, um, so anybody else who is really touching the short-term rental industry. I mean, you could even talk to like, you could talk to your exterminator when he's over at your house and say, Hey, which other houses around here are our Airbnbs? Um, the way that we found our first co-hosting um, opportunity was we actually went to our family and friends and said, Hey, you know, we have uh, six units on Airbnb. Now what we want to do is start managing for other people and helping them out. So we told everybody, Hey, we're starting an Airbnb co-hosting business. Uh, we're partnering with hosts or investors, landlords, to help two to five X their returns by switching their long-term rentals to short-term rentals. And that was, that was kind of it. That was the whole pitch. And it probably took six weeks. I had a buddy who was also an Airbnb host. He called me and said, Hey, um, I've got someone who asked me to host for them, but we're not really into the coasting thing. So why don't you talk to them? And that's how we found our first. Um, our second came to us from our neighbor, um, from our first property that we listed on Airbnb. So they moved in and they said, Hey, do you know a short-term rental, um, you know, management company? And we said, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we do. In fact, we know, we know them really well. Uh, and then the third, fourth and the fifth, which is actually coming with four units all came from real estate agents. So my wife's a real estate agent in, uh, in North Carolina and she's building a brand and building the network. And everybody knows that, she makes a lot of money on Airbnb. Um, so they're asking her all the time, like, hey, how much would this property make? Hey, how much would this property make? Hey, this property is up for sale. Would it be good for an Airbnb? Um, so just getting out there and networking with real estate agents, I think can bring in a, a ton of leads. Even if you have zero experience in this business, if you can network with some of those investors, um, other landlords, but also real estate agents or insurance agents, um, mortgage lenders that are really primarily in vacation markets. Um, the, the leads are, are, are endless. Um, we went from zero to, it's going to be now eight co-hosting units, uh, in 
what, six months, Mike? No, less than that. Five months when we started telling people that we were doing co-hosting. So uh, the leads are out there. It's just, it's getting your brand, stepping out of your comfort zone, telling people what you're doing um, and then providing good service too. Like people tell people the, the service that we're providing and how much money that, that the hosts are making as well. 100%. And I think one of the things that you said, I do want to highlight, and this is probably the scariest part is you have to be okay putting yourself out there, whether it's through a website, through social media, picking up the phone, sending emails. It's all about planting seeds and you have to get out of your comfort zone. I was, I was guilty of this for a long time. And then I just got to the point that I was like, I need to shift my identity. When people ask me what I did, you know, years ago, I would always say, oh, I'm a CPA, right? That was just the default thing that I puke out. And then I'd have to consciously stop that and say, I'm a short-term rental investor. And then people are like, what does that mean, right? Or uh, I'm a professional co-host or some, some term that would be like, oh, that's interesting. What is that? And I told everyone, like my boss at work knew what I was doing. Like my co-host, co-workers knew my family my friends like everybody knew what I was doing and that's a huge part of it that you have to be okay putting yourself out there it's all planting those seeds and the more seeds that you plant and nurture and water guess what the more leads grow out of that it's that simple so be okay putting yourself out there going out when you're going to networking events don't tell people what you do for your day job nobody cares or you shouldn't care. If this is what you want to focus on, this is what you need to be talking about. So when you're on a Zoom meeting at some meetup or whatever, just put like Mike, the Airbnb guy or whatever it is. Like I tell my students that if you're on some virtual meetup, change your Zoom name to Mike or Bernie or John, the Airbnb guy, right? Just so people start to associate you with short-term rentals, Airbnb, Verbo, whatever it is, you want to become known and synonymous with STRs. Yep. And the more that you do that, the more leads you will get, the more phone calls you'll get, the more email responses you'll get. It's just the name of the game. It's like any business, but you have to be okay putting yourself out there. Now, whether you love them, hate them, whatever, if you watch that show, um, what was the show that Grant Cardone did where they dropped them off in like Pueblo, Colorado? Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Uh, I, I heard about it. Um, so it was interesting, like, right? So he's a millionaire or something like that. So the, the point of the show was they took three super successful people and they dropped them off in random locations. They couldn't, they gave them a hundred bucks and dropped them off in three locations. They took their phones, all their contacts were gone and they had 90 days to build a million dollar business. And it was fascinating. To watch Grant Cardone do this. And he, Actually, I don't want to spoil it for you guys. If you want to watch the show, it's really good. So I won't tell you how he did, but he, he immediately just deposited the hundred bucks or almost gave it away. And he's like, this isn't going to do anything for me. I need people. So he just started putting himself out there everywhere, anywhere that he could go to add value. That's what he was doing. I think the first place he went was to um, some like mattress store and he he went around and asked people who are the, who are the business owners in town? Who are the players in town? And some guy was like, Oh, you should go talk to John. He owns a bunch of mattress stores. Cool. He went in there. He's like, Hey man, can I work for you for free? I want to help, you know, sell some of your stuff. And if I'm good, cool. You can pay me what you think I'm worth. And he just started building these relationships in town with some of the other players. 
that could help him build whatever business he needed to build. And it was so eye-opening for me because I, un I thought I understood it, but that was the name of the game. He's like, you need contacts. Who's got my money? You need to just put yourself out there over and over and over again. He's out in front of the store flipping signs and stopping traffic and like doing all this crazy stuff. And people are like, who's this weirdo? But who cares? Like, it's what worked. Like, that's what works. You need to get attention and people need to know what you do. If nobody knows you, they can't buy from you. They can't work with you. So you have to put yourself out there over and over and over and over and over again. And be okay with getting some rejection. Like, it's okay. It's totally fine. But you have to be okay with that. And at first, it's going to be weird. But it'll, uh, like, for me, everybody asked, when I joined this new golf club, everybody asked what I did. And I was like, oh, the easy answer is I work for Google. And, and then I started retraining my brain to say, my wife and I own a business that invests and teaches other people how to invest in real estate, specifically short-term rentals. And I, the first like three or four times I said that, it was like, oh, my, my wife and I, uh, we, we invest in real estate, but we also teach, it didn't, didn't come off the tongue. But the more times I said it, the more other people started talking, the more other people said, hey, would this be good for an Airbnb? Hey, I've got a beach house, should I rent it out? I help them out. Um, so it's just getting the reps. You're going to look a little funny at first, but it, it'll, it'll work out. So, yeah. And again, it's, it's, and I was the same, same way when I joined this place, I was like, what do I say now when people ask, I'm just like, Oh, uh, we work with Airbnbs and boutique hotels. And they're like, Oh, what do you mean? I'm like, Oh, well, we, sometimes we buy them. Sometimes we manage them, but we just focus exclusively with real estate investors with Airbnbs and boutique hotels. And they're like, Oh, that's really cool. And then, you know, when you're around business people, they're like, oh, I've been thinking about buying a place up at Winnipesaukee or buying a place over here. Like, what do you think about this area or that area, whatever? And then you lead with value, give them advice, help them out. Like one of the people that I reached out to on Craigslist near the very beginning, he was interested in the idea, but he was a DIYer. And he was like, that sounds cool. I want to do it myself. And I could have been like, all right, buddy, good luck. There's no way you're going to do it as good as me or whatever. But I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I totally get it. So here's a couple of pointers. Like you should do this, this, and this. Okay. And if, if you ever need anything, don't hesitate to reach out. Six months later, he calls me back, gives me two units. He's like, Hey man, you are right. Like it works, but I'm just burnt out. He wasn't using any of the systems that we use and all this other stuff. And he's like, here, will you just do it? So I'm like, okay, cool. So he gave me two properties. Uh, and he introduced me to two other investors that gave me properties, which one of them bought this hotel with me. So again, I led with value and I played the long game. If I got all pissy about it and I was like, all right, man, whatever, you know, that never would have happened. So be okay playing the long game, plant those seeds, add value wherever you can and just build genuine relationships over and over and over again. And then when you get the opportunity, deliver, like deliver, like we do, I don't do any formal marketing for that business. The only thing that I'm really marketing now is like the coaching side, but I still get lead after lead after lead after lead for the co-hosting all through referrals because people are like, oh, hey, I'm thinking about doing uh, short-term rentals. Everybody around me is like, dude, you need to talk to Mike. Like, because they know I've planted enough seeds over and over and over again, and I've got results now to prove it. It's that simple. Initially, you just gotta, that's why 
at the beginning, the lowest hanging fruit is building those relationships with your inner circle because they know, like, and trust you. You don't have a track record yet. That's okay, right? I tell the students in the mastermind and uh, accelerator, I'm like, okay, cool. You don't have a track record. Start with family, friends, and loved ones, and then leverage the credibility of the mastermind or the coaching program. Hey, I'm a member of an international mastermind group. There's a few hundred of us. We've got thousands of listings. We all follow the same system. We've identified this market because of XYZ and your property in particular because of XYZ. And then whew, you've got instant credibility, right? So but if you don't go that route, that's fine. Just leverage whatever you can, business experience, job experience, whatever it is, you just need to show people that you are responsible and that you will take really good care of their property and maximize their returns and that they can trust you. Uh, anything else, Mike, before we wrap it up? No, I think that's good. Uh, guys, get, get yourself out there. Tell people what you want to do and what, what you are doing. Um, and the leads will, will flow. They'll start flowing. That's it. That's it. Just like awesome the drinks buddy. tonight at the Rockport. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to get a massage tonight. I'm out of here. So Nice. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Thanks again for showing up, playing full out. Appreciate all you guys. If you have questions, post them down in the comments below. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys next week on uh, Mindset Monday, Tuesdays with Mike and Mike. That's it. Awesome, buddy. Appreciate you, Mike. See everybody next week. Take care, everybody. Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.